0: Hello and welcome to episode 168 of Enough. I am Michael Hurley and I am joined, as always, by the man himself, the man behind Enough, Mr. Patrick Rowe.
1: <laughs> Hello, Michael. How, How are? are you?
0: I am very well, sir. How are you?
1: <sighs> I'm, I'm so far behind Enough.
0: <laughs> Why? It's What's happened? It's not even funny, man. What's
1: happened? I'm one of the 47%, haven't you heard?
0: I, I barely um, understand that reference. Oh,
1: well, good. It's American uh, politics, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am aware
0: they... today that Mitt Romney has upset the entire country.
1: I don't know, no, certainly not yeah. the entire country. Maybe it's but just at least people. I forty-seven percent of the country.
0: So he, he said he was talking about people. Well, let's not, we're not going to talk politics. But no, no. All we, I'm aware is
1: as... you don't need to get into it. We just don't need because here's the thing, right? None of it really matters. It's all spectacle and show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I I think that the, the conversations and solutions that we come up with with our neighbors and our friends and just plain how to live together is far more important than... You know who's going to tick the taxes up a percentage point versus the other who's not, right yeah. Yeah, I just yeah.
0: I personally yeah. call for roan Hurley two thousand and sixteen
1: Now, there's a ticket um i might I suggest it be Hurley Roan because uh, <laughs> the vice president has far more fun <laughs> um, <laughs> serious. is that because
0: he gets all the vices?
1: No. So you, do you know what the job of the vice president is? I mean, not realistically, really. when you boil it down, this is the vice president's job. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Not his purpose, not, not the purpose of the position, but his job. Like his day-to-day, this is what he does. Mainly, he appears at all of the places that the president can't do to his schedule. So, um, you know, he goes around appearing at various groups, speaking to various groups and talking to various groups and basically being the stand in for for the president. You know, I'm sorry, the president can't make it, but we'll send the vice president.
0: Doesn't don't they have like. I don't know, like, you know how we have like um, ministers and stuff here. Like the, the deputy prime minister will have an area of responsibility. Yeah, Does, and his have-
1: area of responsibility is to uh, – yeah, yeah. well, okay, main, main responsibility for the vice president, to stay alive in case the president doesn't.
0: because <laughs> yeah, responsibility he, number one. <laughs> he's like next in line, right? Right, exactly.
1: You know, president, you know, president uh, is assassinated, vice president gets the job. Um, and second, secondly is, uh, 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 he is technically the, um, he presides over the Senate. Um, see, this is something for, for Wikipedia that I forget, but yeah,
0: I already Uh, don't understand a lot of it.
1: Right, which doesn't mean that like he has to be there day to day at all. It mainly means that uh, whenever the president gives an address to the Senate, he sits behind the president and nods his head and claps. Um, so <laughs> I want to be vice president. Let's, let's just okay. make that perfectly clear. I have no desire to be president. <laughs> None. <laughs> That's a lot of work. It's a lot of responsibility. Actually, there was a really great um, – profile, and I think it's based on a book that um, Michael Lewis is writing, um, on President Obama. And uh, there was an excerpt from it, and it was just fascinating um, about the, um, and ties back into enough, about the number of, of decisions that the president has on his plate at any one time and how he keeps it all straight and how he, you know, manages everything he has to do and 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 basically how involved he is as well on uh on I mean deeply life death decisions uh that he takes full responsibility for pulls the trigger on himself doesn't leave to anyone else it's just really fascinating but one of the things in there was you know he said I've got a gray blue, you know. I've got I've got a, a, I've got gray suits or I've got blue suits, and on one day I'll wear gray. The next day I'll wear blue, and that way I don't have to. That's one less decision I have to think about, so I can focus on other ones. Right? It is, it's that idea of having sensible defaults and final choices. Right? The 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 things that you have in place so that you don't have to make these decisions again or every day that you can just know what's happening and that's that and free up that brain space to worry about things that 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 require that attention um, um and i i thought it was a really fascinating detail uh in this overall fascinating article that i'll link to in the show notes um uh, and uh um really, kind of well spoke to something that I already try to practice and do cool um should we get to our first
0: topic for today
1: yeah, yeah yeah, so i wanted I wanted to uh give a little lip service to something that I think has been largely derided and forgotten about um but that I think from just a usability perspective and an interface perspective, um, it's really pretty good. And uh, every time I open it up, I think, wow, okay, this is, this is actually really well done, really well designed. Um, and that's Google+.
0: I like the way that you set that up because <laughs> people don't expect you to necessarily say those things because nobody actually uses it. Well, Well, I think you do because you're on all of the backroom social networks these days.
1: That's where you hang out. I'm doing everything I can to avoid Twitter. (laughs) Not to mention Facebook. But in many ways, I wish wish Facebook – I wish more people use Google+. Um, I wish the people that – the only reason I have a Facebook account for um, to interact with some folks that are just Facebook people like that's all they don't do Twitter. They don't do anything. They do the Facebook. And these are people that are important enough to me. People like my sister, my mom, um, <laughs> that it is worth it for me to have a, a Facebook account. Uh, if for no other reason, than that's how I find out what's going on with them and how I, in a lot of ways have come to communicate with them. Um, but I wish—I I don't know—I wish I wish Facebook were a lot more like Google+. Um, first of all, the web the web interface of Google+ I find really well designed. Um, I find the the idea of circles um, a compelling one and much easier to understand and to manage than Facebook's privacy settings. Um, not to mention that. Once I do grasp and understand how they work on Google Plus, at least so far, Google hasn't suddenly changed everything on me and made it wide open. They like haven't come in and say, said, oh, "Oh, we're changing the way circles work," and so now you're going to have to go recircle everybody the way that you want. And they're completely your info is completely open to them by default. Yeah, um, so they've really done that, but especially when I launched the iPhone app. Have you seen the Google Plus iPhone app?
0: Um, I'm currently playing with the Android app. Um, mm. I, I don't like, because I've, I've, I've got my Android phone to hand, I don't have Google Plus installed on my um, on my iPhone, but it comes mm. as a standard app. Um, and on, on the Android app, I mean, you'll speak for the iPhone app in a minute, it has this really interesting, I don't know if I like it, scrolling animation. Like so it scrolls extremely fast which is one thing but the best way for me to describe like as you're scrolling through your list of posts like you know so you're seeing what people are posting to their status and they're posting images and stuff imagine you're standing inside a hamster wheel and you've reached down and you and you pull the hamster wheel up so it starts spinning around in front of you from the bottom that's hmm. how the posts come in it's like they kind of slide in from the bottom very quickly it's, very, it's a very interesting animation. It's kind of yeah. disorientating. I, I've never seen and I
1: don't know before. if what you're describing is the same thing as on the iPhone app, but I like to think of it as a, did they kind of fade into place. Yeah. Is that? Kind of. Yeah.
0: I'm going to download the iPhone app now so I can tell you if it's the same.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, please do that. Uh, but I find the iPhone app to be beautiful. I think it's really well done. It's, it's really pleasant to look at. Um, it gives you just enough information on the screen to, um, both see the, see the most recent top post in, you you know, your circle. However, you know, you have it set to default to, I have it default to all circles. Um, since, well, there's so few people there that (laughs) I would miss things otherwise. Um, but basically you never see anything more than two posts at a time maybe one and a half really depending upon the length of the of the top one um and uh, and that's nice because i think it allows a a certain amount of focus on okay you know here's what you're looking at now and here's just a preview of what's of what's behind it or what's next um I do know of some people that um uh, the two people that exclusively use Google Plus and have actually um replaced it replaced their blogs. I mean this is where they blog. They blog on Google Plus for lack of a better term. Um and that's F Bogue and Gwen Bell. Um uh, Vo, uh both both of which Gwen Gwen a uh, fairly well known kind of uh, uh uh internet demigoddess Um and uh Ev Bogue, uh also probably well very well known in kind of minimalist simplicity sort of circles. Um but uh, um, yeah they they completely like Google Plus is all they use. That's their online presence. Which is another thing I find very fascinating. I find that use of it fascinating. I I wonder how well that something doing something like that would play on Facebook and I and and my take on it is not very well but if you were to go to their you know kind of personal profile pages on Google Plus it looks just very much kind of like like a blog might look um You know, uh, almost like if uh, I could see a theme, a WordPress theme being done with a similar look and feel is, I guess, what I'm getting at. Um, And I I really, uh, I don't know. I think it's a very clean, well-designed interface. I like the iPhone app. I wish more people were on it. Feel free to friend me up there. I'm not really using it all that much. I'll I'll be the first to admit it's just something that I'm continuing to watch. I think they're doing it very well and I just I wish it had more traf- traction. I wish you know if if I had my perfect world, I would take everybody who's who's on Facebook that I care about and make them active Google Plus users just to have a reason to, to to kind of uh do things here. If that makes sense.
0: Mhm. So um the animation is different on the iPhone. It doesn't mm. have the sort of animation that I'm talking about. And do you know something that's really interesting to my what? eyes? It's actually a nicer looking app on the iPhone.
1: That's what. I'm, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. It's really well done, isn't no, 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 it? No, I
0: mean, it better than on the Android.
1: Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. Which doesn't
0: make sense. Yeah. Why would they make the iPhone app better looking? I don't get it.
1: Yeah. They just haven't caught up on on the Android development. Well, no, cause the, but. the
0: Android app changed because I remember when Google changed this design, right? And okay. The first, like, so they they updated it for um, Android first, and then and then late, and then made like these refinements for the iPhone. This is very peculiar. Because mm. This design could easily be done on an Android device.
1: Yeah, I know. I couldn't you like I, th- I think that this is as well designed as a path.
0: Yeah, no, it's a really, it's a really great design. They, I'm sure they brought some people in. They, they got that guy, the um, the Palm guy, didn't they? But I don't know if he's working on that stuff. So yeah. Palm, the guy who's doing the WebOS guy is doing a lot of their, uh, a lot of their design now. Oh, the bionic, oh, really? bionic fans are going to kill me, Matias yeah. Duarte.
1: Ah, okay, there we go. Uh, yes, I wasn't aware of that. But makes sense.
0: That's why Android looks better now.
1: Well, I I, I think uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't have a similar design and interface uh, and feel to their Android app. Because, I mean, it's really beautifully designed. Sometimes yeah. I like to open it up. Even if I don't post anything there, I just like to use it. I think it's a really nicely designed little app. So So, yeah, I don't know. I think folks should should check it out and I I don't know. I think, I think people should give it, give it more chance.
0: Okay.
1: Give it a better chance, which uh, actually uh, So this was an unplanned topic, (laughs) Uh, but I got another one. So another, another idea that's been kind of floating around in my mind is this. So I've I've really been enjoying day 1. I think I've mentioned day 1 before, right? Mhm. I enjoy journaling. It's something that I love to do. It's something that I do a lot of. There's one thing that I think could be added to day 1 or if I could figure out a way to add it to day 1, it would be killer. Right? And in a way, I guess you could do this, and and what got me thinking about this, of course, is folding text, which I mentioned last week, uh, which, by the way, was just submitted to the App Store. Um, I don't know if it's come through yet, and you can buy it, but I do know that it has officially released 1.0 status.
0: What one of the App Stores?
1: The Mac App Store.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: sorry. Sorry. Should That's clarify that.
0: No, no, no. I'll, I'll have a look. See if it's in there. Yeah, there's,
1: there's 50 app stores. Um, so, uh, what if your journal included, like, a task list? Right. It kept track of the things that you got done and auto-forwarded anything you didn't get done to kind of the next day. Like you had this task list on the side, and as you got things done, they got added to your journal. And what if, like for me as a writer, I actually started writing something in day one the other day just to kind of see what that experience was like. Right. And especially because there's an iPhone app and an iPad app and it synchronizes between those uh, using either iCloud or Dropbox. It's great because you can start something one place and pick it up in another and keep going. And if you just ignore the other tidbits and things like, you know, the weather and location and things like that and the ability to add a photo and such, I mean, it's a perfectly fine little writing app. And the things I write are part of my day. They're part of what I've done on that day. So why not add those to my journal? In other words, could something like Day One be the Uber app to rule them all?
0: Have you seen Slogger?
1: I have seen Slogger. I'm not quite geek enough to kind of understand how to put it all together and set it up. But yes, yes, I've seen Slogger, uh, Brett Terpstra's Slogger. See, this is another reason. that I mean, uh, I keep saying this. I really need to do it. He 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 lives about a two-hour drive away. Um, so it's far, but it's not that far. It's the sort of thing I could do, you know, and drive down in the morning, hang out with them for the afternoon and drive back in the evening and just have him set just have him do all this stuff for me just set it all up just make it all work i think i handed him my macbook and he he makes magic happen and he hands it back to
0: me i haven't done it myself but he said to me it's not very difficult and he knows that i don't know how to do anything so um slogger is basically a um it's an ex, it's like a social it's called social logging it's a script for day 1 and it will in with slogger you can add loads of things like Flickr images you can add RSS feeds straight into day one, tweets, mm-hmm. um, your, what's in your Insta paper queue, what you've read, posts from App. dot net, posts from Pocket, Pinboard, uh, blog entries, and loads more. Like and is, he's updating it all the time, and it's on GitHub so people can contribute to it too. Um, but yeah, this is one of those things that I'm a bit like, I don't know what to do. But I'm the same way. But also, I mean, as well, uh, I mean, I would
1: love like just a little simpler little script or installer that I could run that would just go ahead and set it all up for me.
0: But I also kind of don't want anything else to go into day one for me other than journal entries. So,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, which I am I'm still, still using
1: kind it. of floating around that idea myself, because I'm not entirely sure I do either. Um, it's, it's one of those things I'm kind of wrestling with. Uh, and like I said, it was spurred by, um, well, by the reason it was spurred by folding text is that folding text kind of sort of has that kind of ability to, you know, to be both a writing platform as well as a task platform all at once and to kind of tie those things together into the same sort of, the same sort of document. Um, uh, but it doesn't quite doesn't quite capture the idea of the picture I'm starting to form in my head of as to what this thing might look like what this, what I like to call the everything app might look like <laughs> strange for a show called Enough that I'm dreaming of everything apps but I mean I guess what I'm dreaming of is you know I launch my Mac, you know, all right, I, I uh, you know, start up my Mac and I've got a browser, I've got an email application, and then I have this one app that takes care of everything else, right? <laughs> like, that's my, <laughs> you know, that's kind of my, my dream is the, the, the three app, uh, uh, you know, the three app Mac, as it were. Um,
0: okay. Yeah. That's, wow. a, that's enough, right?
1: That's nice
0: enough. So um last week we spoke about um the blocks, the the Apple TV holder. T V uh,
1: Yeah, yeah. That the, the really well designed wooden thing to hold your Apple TV and your Apple TV remote so that A, the remote doesn't, you know, has a place to be and doesn't just kind of sit around getting lost places. And it's also so that the Apple TV has a nice place to sit and it doesn't get pulled around by heavy cords and things tugging at the back of it.
0: Exactly. So yeah. we've worked out something very simple how you can win one. All you need to do is um, follow the 70 decibels Twitter account. There will be a link in the show notes. And then all you'll need to do is retweet the tweet that says episode 168 of Enough has been posted. So you just need to follow us at 70 decibels um, and then just find the tweet. So it'll be like a little scavenger hunt. We don't have that many Mm -hmm. tweets, so it won't take you very long. Um, And then on next week's show, we will... uh, we will announce the winner um, just from the retweets there. Um, the reason I ask you to follow is because the winner, we will direct message you to uh, arrange details. Yeah,
1: so the? when's the winner going to be contacted by? What's the kind of deadline on this? So you're not still getting uh, retweets uh, from folks? Uh, I mean, retweets I'll are great, probably, but you uh, know what I'm saying.
0: I'll probably run it up to the next episode. So oh, okay. next Tuesday, right. I'll probably just just to keep things simple, because then I can pick them while we're on Tuesday. air, even if I want to. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, it'll just Terrific. be picked randomly. I'll use one of those random generate I mean, thingy number yeah. generators to, yeah. uh, to pick out
1: the winner. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. So yeah, that's exciting. Like I said uh, on the last show, I I I was very I'm just humbled by, um, in fact, the fact, that this guy reached out to us and was like, hey. Yeah. You know, do you want one of these things? I'm happy to send you one.
0: So we thought, share the love.
1: Yeah, we're sharing the love since, well, I I don't really have a use for one. Um, So so
0: let me, at this juncture in -hmm. today's episode, tell our lovely listeners about the fantastic people over at Squarespace.
1: Oh, yeah, Squarespace. Our good friends at Squarespace.
0: Our best friends. Even. They're
1: they're 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 great and they're doing some incredible things, didn't they? Well, y- you're going to tell folks.
0: About I'm going to tell folks about Squarespace. So um, Squarespace, they recently updated to Squarespace version six, as you are well aware. And some of the things that I love about Squarespace. So I love their social media connectivity. So I was just talking about tweeting. And if you have a blog now, you can very easily tweet. Whenever you make a post, or you can embed things, but more than just, um, I've spoken about the fact you can embed your tweets, but you can embed things like um, Instagram pictures, which is really cool. Ah, so, you that can, is cool. yeah, so you can enter your Instagram information. So, on one of your pages, you can have um, your images pulled in, and you can do it by they have like a bunch of different options. So, you can choose to have them on a carousel or a grid. Or like a, just like a you can click like left and right like a gallery they have a bunch of options and you can choose how many images you want to show and stuff like that that 's really nice like if you take a lot of pictures if you are a photographer you can also have a Flickr widget built right in as well and this is done um, these are called blocks so these' are social media blocks so you can just very easily drag them onto your uh, web pages that you create in squarespace and and then then you enable them, you just add in the information that you want, and they will show, and it will be all beautiful and it will look fantastic on the templates that they've designed, and it all works with their responsive web design stuff that they do as well. Squarespace really does give you absolutely everything you need to create an amazing website if you have a need for a place online, Squarespace can provide it to you. If you are a business, you can make real great business pages here. Um, if you just want a blog, you can do that. You know, if you want to do like a little, let's say you've got um, well, our good friend, Mr. Ian Broom, um, host of Right for Your Life. He's about to have a baby soon. or well, two babies, uh, in fact. If we wanted to make yeah, a... Yeah, twins. Exactly. If we wanted to make a con- congratulation Team Broom webpage, we could do that very easily using yeah. Squarespace. Yeah. So, um, let me tell you the awesome deal that I can give you with Squarespace. So, uh, Squarespace starts at $10 a month for the standard plan and $20 a month for the unlimited plan. If you sign up for a year, you'll get 20% off. If you sign up for 2 years, you'll get 25% off. But I can give you an additional 10% off. So if you sign up for 1 year, for example, with Squarespace upfront, you'll be saving 30% off the regular price in total over the year. And all you need to do is enter the offer code 70decibels9 when you purchase and you will get that 10% off. But more than that, I can give you a two-week free trial as well, so you can go try out Squarespace for yourself at squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. If you like what we do here, if you want to support us, Squarespace, they continue to support us. So you support them, they support us, and the happy wheel of supporting continues. <laughs> it
1: keeps Keeps going around.
0: Keeps on turning. The so, hamster wheel of support. The hamster wheel of support. <laughs> I believe that's what they call it anyway. <laughs> awesome uh, so uh, you want one to of the talk other things I wanted to talk about so now we yeah. are currently Patrick we are approaching yeah. the 30 minute mark oh
1: shoot really
0: do you want oh. to talk about newsletters today yeah
1: I, I'm going to go really fast
0: you t- tell us about the newsletters
1: okay alright so so there's a,
0: uh... don't rush take your
1: time so last week was it last week? Maybe it was the week before. I forget. On the previous episode, I was talking about how um, if your inbox sucks, it's your fault, right? Basically, that's that. I'm going to boil it down. That's really what I was talking about. I tried to sugarcoat it a little bit, but today I'm not about sugarcoating because we're running out of time. If you're not happy with the deluge of stuff that's in your inbox, well, that's your fault. Um, especially your personal inbox. Uh, you can make that however you want to make it because it's yours. It's personal. It should be. Um, it should be more personal. You should open up. That should be a place you want to go. Um, and one of the ways that I have been making a place I want to go is this. Um, I There's two... Few really great newsletters. I mean, I, there's a few great newsletters I receive and I've I've been really enjoying in that uh, in some respects have really reduced uh, uh, like uh, one of the nice things about Twitter uh, when I was on Twitter and, and app.net Hasn't kind of gotten there yet. It was kind of the serendipitous, uh, you know, link discovery that would happen. You know, uh, someone you followed would say, "Oh, hey, here's this cool thing," or "Hell, there's this interesting article I read about this or that or the other thing," or maybe they would, uh, you know, share what uh, what they just read in their Insta paper or what have you. And App.net just doesn't have that kind of traffic yet to generate a lot of that. Um, and that certainly is one of the things I've missed about Twitter is that. I I kind of am exposed to less of that stuff, um, and while I didn't like, don't need to be exposed to a whole lot of it, it, it was nice to have a kind of a trusted source that was, uh, or trusted sources that were giving you things that you were genuinely interested in. Um, well, because you know they they did the. Uh, the hard work for you. Um, So one of the uh, things I've really been enjoying uh, lately is Dave Pell's Next Draft uh, newsletter. And uh, basically, it is uh, Dave. um, It's free. You sign up for it. There's even an iPhone app um, that you can download to get it, um, but I prefer to receive it in my inbox, and, and uh, it looks great uh, in mobile email Safari thingy bopper. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of the nice uh, things about it is he is a really great, for lack of a better term, curator of the various news stories that are out there, Um, both tech related and human interest and actual real news, like what's happening now. Um, And kind of pulls it all together in a easy to digest email, you know, maybe about 20 things in there uh, at max, you know, 10 to 20 every day. Um, And, I mean really I could like not read RSS all day and you know I could not pay any attention to what's going on and get that email and feel like oh okay all right I got a good overview of of uh, what's happening uh really really great stuff um another thing that really kind of brightens up my my email inbox, is uh, my friend James Shelley does um, a newsletter. It's a paid subscription newsletter, but it's worth every single penny, uh, at least to me. And that is the Kesura letters. I think I'm pronouncing that right. C-A-E-S-U-R-A-L-E-T-T-E-R-S. And if I've mentioned this before, I've forgotten about it, number one. And number two, there's a reason why I keep mentioning it. It seriously is the smartest thing, the best thing I read every day period hands down i don't care what you what you bring to me. it is smarter than than any of it um and i've got a um like an affiliate link that saves folks like uh forty percent off of the price um it's normally five ninety nine uh, and uh, if you use this uh, link, you'll you'll be able to get it for three ninety nine. Um, and I think I'm like the only guy who has one of these, Um so uh, I could be wrong about that. But you know, let's just say that it's, it's very special, and James isn't just uh, doing this like oh anyone could have that. You know, no, no, you got to get it from here. Um, subscribe to this; it is well worth the four bucks a month. I mean, that's, that's the price of a cup of coffee. Seriously. Uh, Well, you know, like a fancy, like, froofy drink. Um, but, uh, so, so good. So good. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, those are the two I really wanted to mention. Um, there's also, uh, evening edition, which, uh, um, is not really an email, but it's a web app and, um, it looks great on the phone. It's not really a web app, I suppose. It's, yeah, I guess it is, in a way, a web app. Um, but I once again, another one of these things I highly recommend because they basically do all of the hard work of filtering out the noise and giving you just the top news stories that you need to know, um, specifically made for being able to read quickly at the end of the day. It's updated towards the end of the day, so um, like uh, right now, um, I think it just recently got updated last time I checked it. It hadn't been yet. They do <laughs> but this edited.
0: interesting thing where they have um people from around the world. So currently their London editor um is 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 in charge. So they my understanding of Evening Edition is they have edits from around the world who um, yes. take in at different times of the day.
1: Yes so you're getting different links and different news and a different summary based upon who is doing the curating which is great because you're going to get a completely different feel from someone in london than you are from someone here in the us than you are from someone in the middle east right you know that uh, the, the, uh, they say that all all news is local and that's very true right um, but even the national stuff, whether it matters to you or not, is largely based on your on on how it affects you locally. Um, so, yeah, three things that are really great, and you can throw out your RSS, and you can quit Twitter, and and the dependence on that stuff, and just take these three things, and you'll be well enough informed. Cool. That's that's my take on that.
0: Should I talk about some things that we love quickly before we finish? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to be real quick about it, though, don't
0: we? Should we do one each today, then?
1: Okay, terrific.
0: So, um, something that I've been really enjoying at the moment, people are going to think I'm crazy for this, I think, but Google Drive.
1: Yeah, so this has been like the Google show so far.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true, actually. It's weird. Um, so, I've been. I've been using Google. Well, see, Google Google Drive, really, I just used the Google Docs part of it, but Docs is now called Drive. Like, I don't store anything in there like Dropbox or whatever um, because you can also do that. Mm -hmm. But um, I've been using it for a while with Stephen for the 5.12 podcast. And then I started using it with Matt for Bionic as well because for the collaboration stuff. um, And then recently they released an a really excellent update to their iPhone app where you can now edit um, natively on the phone and it has like rich text stuff. You can change fonts like it has one of my favourite fonts in the world, Droid Sans for, for the web. It's one of my favourite web fonts. You can change the font to that even though it's not one of the built-in Apple ones. And you can put bold and, and italics and underline and, and all that stuff and it all works and everything syncs up nicely and you can have folders and you can have spreadsheets and, and it it it's just a real great system. I use it a lot for outlining shows. It's good because if I have a co-host, I can share the documents with them and then any, you know, they can add to it or and they can see the things that I add to it. I just think it's a great system and I'm starting to use it instead of like simple note and other Dropbox text editors for that sort of stuff, so network-based stuff. Cuz so I can have like a nice folder hierarchy and um You know, it works really well in the web browser, so I can access it from anywhere. That's how I access it on my machine. I haven't got a real good—I haven't got a good uh, desktop app at the moment. Um, I think there is one, Um, but I've not—I've not yet used it. I can't remember what it's called. Then that's the problem. There is one that I've seen before, like a a native Mac app, but it's only native in some things, like it can't edit or something like that. But um, I'll I'll seek it out and have a play around and let you know if I think any good of it. But if you need to collaborate with people and stuff, then really this is the, the only way to go, I think. Oh,
1: okay, sorry. I'm I'm in at least in the web app right now, playing around because uh, you started using it with me. We decided to switch to this um, uh, after using uh, Thirty Seven Signals Backpack for some of the stuff we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, we're trying all sorts of new things here, folks. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. I you know I'm still trying to grok it myself, but I'll tell you, there is something cool about like. Being in the same document with Mike, Mike in the UK, me in Minnesota, literally 6,000 miles between us, and seeing him working on something and uh, we're both working on the same document together. <laughs> like I'm typing in one place and he's typing in another, and it's just, and it's all updating real time. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so. In a completely different thing. Uh like the complete opposite one hundred eighty. There's this paper book I've really been enjoying. <laughs> yes,
0: that is rather different.
1: <laughs> and it's called Better Off Flipping the Switch on Technology by Eric Brindy. Eric Brindy uh is an uh MIT uh Grad. Um, he actually has degrees from uh, Yale, Washburn, and MIT. Um, and he decided, along with his new wife, uh, to go live with an Amish community for 18 months. 18 months was the timeline they put on it. Um, To see what it was like to live a life with less technology, Um, or I, I should say with less modern technology and to experience that and see what that was like and what that was about. Um, The community that they ended up uh, staying with is not exactly Amish, Um, and and this is another revelation of the book, is that uh, they're kind of, um, you know, Amish is a very generalized term. And that within that, there are a number of there's a wide spectrum of of folks, and that this particular community that that they're with actually broke off from a different Amish community because they felt that that Amish community was beginning to get uh to uh, stray and to get a little bit too modern, and that their teenagers were using um their um there's there's a period um Basically, from 16 to 18 in many Amish uh, communities, that's uh, called I want to say get in sight or get. I can't. It's it's German. Basically, it's it's go and experience the world. You can you can use a telephone. You can listen to the radio. You can drive a car. You can do whatever you want, and decide if you really want to continue to live the Amish lifestyle, having had the chance to experience all of that 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 uh that they view the choice to live that lifestyle to be a very intentional one and an individual one that someone has to choose and has to choose knowing what other choices exist out there right um but this but this group that he ended up with they broke off from that community because they felt that that time was even getting a little bit too out of hand Right, and that uh, they wanted to live an even purer way of life. Um, I'm two thirds of the way through now, and it has just been not only a fascinating and a revelatory read on many respects, uh, in many respects, but it is beautifully written. This guy has an unbelievably adept way with prose. Uh, how he ended up like you know as an MIT research guy is beyond me because he clearly knows how to write and is a is a fantastic writer, um, so if nothing else, it is worth the read for the well for the good writing alone. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, and uh, it's not that uh, long, and you should get the paper edition, although it certainly is available on you know for Kindle and other things as well. Cool. So there you have it.
0: The name of that um, third-party Google Drive app was Archie for the Mac.
1: Archie.
0: The Archie. As well, of course. Where can you find the show notes, they say? Go to 70decibels.com forward slash enough and you'll just find episode 168 there, and you'll see your show notes. Or they are in the podcatcher of choice if you use an app like Instacast, Downcast, Pocketcast. Uh, they're all there. All the cast apps, they're all
1: there. Yeah, I, I I think we need to create a podcast app and call it, like, Flipper.
0: <laughs> Something that doesn't have the word pod What about there's an, app that, there's an app on Android, I think, called Dogcatcher. What about that?
1: Dog catcher. Dog yeah, well, I don't know. That reminds me too much of Fetch. Remember Fetch? No. Uh, wow. I'm dating myself. A uh, very, very, very popular free FTP program from back in the day.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, Patrick Roan, you are available at patrickroan.com, MinimalMap.com. Um, yeah. You are.
1: iPadFirst.com. iPadFirst.com. Um, you
0: are Patrick Roan. R H O N E on the App.net.
1: Yep, yep. Not using Twitter, um, and people can feel free to find me on the Google Plus too. And if you, you know, hey, if you like it and you want to start using it, I would love to too. Give me a reason, man. Friend me up there.
0: And I am uh, I'm I Mike. I know those places. I am Y K E. Thank you very much yep. for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, you can also do that at 70 dot com forward slash contact. We always love to hear from you. Until next time, Mister Roan. We'll chat later. We will. Cheers. Cheers.